0: And helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio.
1: Why the United States struggle with China is so important to our country. That's what we're going to talk about on the show today. Welcome to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio. Radio Network. My name is Walker Wildman. Glad to have you with us. Exposing Washington is the name of the show. Walker Wildman, I'm your host here. AFR.net is our website. AFR.net is our website. If you go there to our website, AFR.net, you'll see a podcast link at the top of the page. Click on that, scroll down a little bit, and then you'll see the Exposing Washington podcast page. That's where you can find all the information. About the show, all of our social media pages, our YouTube channel where you can watch the show, everything you need to know about Exposing Washington on AFR, you can uh, visit our podcast page at AFR.net. Also, you can download the Exposing Washington podcast on any mobile device. On any device, you can download the Exposing Washington podcast. Just go to your podcast store, type in Exposing Washington, and you can listen there. We're going to talk about this struggle with China that the United States is engaged in and why it's so significant. You know, this goes deep beyond, well beyond the trade war, as the media calls it, this trade battle, which it it is a trade war. It's a war over who's going to who's going to win the trade deal, the trade negotiations between the United States President Donald Trump and the Chinese government. We're going to talk about what, why is this? Why does this matter? Why should we care about this? That's what we're going to talk about. Because, look, you're not going to hear not many lawmakers in Washington, D.C. are blowing the whistle or raising the alarm. Some of them are, but not as many as, as it should be raising the alarm uh, about China and the threat that China poses. And later in the show, we're going to talk with Frank Gaffney, who is founder and chairman, uh, CEO of Center for Security Policy. Also, you can hear his spots on American Family Radio, Secure Freedom Minute with Frank Gaffney. We're going to talk to him. He's an expert on this. We're going to talk to him about whether China really poses a threat to the United States, all that coming up on the show. But I want to jump directly into this topic of, of the uh, and, and give a brief overview Of some of the areas that the Chinese government is threatening the United States first off we have we have this huge trade imbalance with China and this is not news this has been around for years but there's this trade imbalance upwards of 500 billion and we'll have the president here in a little bit talk about it but this 500 billion plus trade imbalance with China, that's gone on for years, if not decades, which means that China is importing and making money off of off of U.S. consumers, and the U.S. is not making much money or selling much product to China, relatively speaking. So that's one area. That's one area: the trade imbalance, which which. We've, we've uh, worked under, historically, a horrible trade agreement with China, where the United States has been taken advantage of. That's the first area. Uh, along, really under that, under that umbrella of the trade imbalance, you have the, these U.S. companies and consumers, talking to myself here, that we've relied so heavily on Chinese-made products. I mean, how often do you look on the back of something or underneath something, a product, and it says "Made in China." I mean, this is all too common. "Made in China." We see that over and over and over again. So we've become very, very reliant on Chinese-made products, even some very, very crucial products uh, that 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 uh, tie in with our country's national security. So then you have, so you have the trade imbalance, and under that falls, you know, the products, all the products that U.S. consumers and companies rely on then you have the reality that the chinese government owns over one trillion dollars of america's debt over one trillion dollars of the united states national debt the chinese government owns that they've bought our debt now we are indebted to the chinese government uh, in that arena, literally indebted to the Chinese government over one trillion dollars, the Chinese government has bought of U.S. debt. So that's concerning, because what's the, what's the old proverb about uh, the the borrower is slave to the lender? That's absolutely the case when it comes to the United States and China. Thirdly, thirdly, you have the Chinese military. Not only are they building these islands in the South China Sea, literally building islands and setting up military bases in the ocean, but but their military has, has is catching up with us. I'm not gonna say that their military has surpassed our military, because that might not necessarily be true, but their military has been advancing at a much faster rate than ours has historically in the past few years. And look, under President Obama's administration, the chinese the chinese were were making a le- a leaps and bounds on our on our, our military and president obama was was weakening our military by not providing the financial backing and the resources for our military to expand and explore new arenas i want to provide this comparison com- this comparison comparison about Joe Biden, who's running for president, the former vice president, Joe Biden, this comparison between Joe Biden, former vice president, and our current U.S. sitting president, Donald J. Trump. I want to provide this comparison because some folks out there are saying, well, China's not a threat. China's not a problem. Look, we're we're way past China. Don't worry about them. You're fretting over nothing. I mean, we get this. That's that's what that's what a lot of people get. And that's what they're saying to President Trump over this battle, this trade battle and this national security battle. I want to play clip one and just listen to the not into the into how naive uh, Joe Biden is. This is clip one. Let's listen when he's here's Let me set this up. Sorry about that, Brent. I'm setting this up. Joe Biden is asked the question. Poses the hypothetical: Is China really a threat to the United States? Clip one. Let's listen.
0: China is going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. They can't even figure out how to deal with the the the, the, the fact that they have this great division between the China Sea and the mountains in the east. I mean, in the west, they can't figure out how they're going to deal with the corruption that exists within the system. I mean, I you know. They're not bad folks, folks. But guess what?
1: They're not a co- they're, they're not, they're competition for us. So former Vice President Joe Biden starts off, you know, that that talking about China. And he says, you know, President Trump's acting like China is going to eat our lunch. And look, don't worry about China. They, I mean, they don't even know what they're doing. I mean, they're not bad guys. You know, he had to throw that in there. But they don't really know what they're doing. You know, we're far ahead of them. On and on and on. Don't don't worry about China. Meanwhile, China is overtaking the United States in various arenas, or at least they're trying to overtake the United States in various arenas when it comes to the economy, the business sector, trade, the military. I mean, all this technology. So, you know, I'm reading from this from this article, which talks about this. And we're going to have Frank Gaffney on in a few minutes to from the Center for Security Policy to provide to expound upon this. But. This article talks about, and I'll post it on our podcast page at AFR.net, but it talks about this 2015 defense white paper that the Chinese government put out. And this white paper done by the Chinese government says this. This is a quote. We're talking Now we're talking military, strategic military advantages that China is trying to take over the U.S. when it comes to outer space and technology, things like that. China says that the outer space has become a commanding height in international strategic competition. I'm quoting directly from the Chinese government. Countries concerned are developing their space forces and instruments at the first sign of weaponization of outer space have appeared. And so the Chinese government is trying to expand into outer space um, so that they can have a strategic military advantage over the United States. Then you have this, um, you have a, a company called Huwei, I believe is how you pronounce it, Huawei, if that's how you pronounce it. But it's a Chinese-based company that makes uh, cell phone technology, technology. They make, actually, cell phones. And thankfully, President Trump has put some sanctions and some punishments on this company but this company Huawei, they make uh, they make like sixty or seventy percent of U.S. cell phones and cell phone parts. And guess what? They're in bed with the Chinese government. They're in bed with the Chinese government, and so President Trump thankfully is onto this. He's already put some put some strong punishments on this company and it is actually stopping their stopping them dead in their tracks when it comes to shipping their products into the united states but uh, but none of this was on the radar before president trump got got into office none of this was on the radar before president trump got into office And, and former presidents have let us down on this front they've totally been asleep at the wheel when it comes to china meanwhile chinese the chinese are overtaking the u.s in various arenas On the line to talk to us about this is Frank Gaffney, Center for Security Policy, Executive Chairman and Founder. Frank, welcome to Exposing Washington.
0: It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me.
1: Frank, I want to jump right into this and just tackle a few different areas uh, uh, when it comes to the threat that China poses. But before we do that, I want to talk about this Committee on the Present Danger China that you started just two or three months ago. Give us a brief overview of what this committee's goal is when it comes to China.
0: Well, uh, to be fair, I'm I'm one of uh, quite a number of people who are participating in this thing. Uh, It is modeled after a very important initiative that uh, I remember from my misspent youth that President Reagan benefited from immensely when he was beginning his campaign for the presidency in 1976. And a group of American national security professionals and subject matter experts and business leaders and activists of other kinds came together under the banner of something called the Committee on the Present Danger to try to raise the awareness of the American people about the threat the Soviet Union represented. Mm. They actually had Ronald Reagan as one of their members before he uh, became a candidate and then ultimately president. And when he did become president, he hired 31 of the guys from that that committee to help him execute the strategy that they helped map for defeating, rolling back and defeating the Soviet Union. So, flash forward, we are now facing a danger in communist China and the party that runs it Hmm. that is vastly vastly more dangerous than the Soviet Union was in its heyday. And we're, like the previous Committee on the Present Danger, seeking to put together um, a campaign to help the American people understand the full magnitude of that threat in myriad dimensions, and to actually have a strategy that um, a man who understands this very well, I believe, Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. now President of the United States, of course, uh, can execute.
1: Hey, man. Hey, Frank, I want to move on. We I, I touched, before you came on, I touched briefly on the trade imbalance with China. I think most of our listeners pretty much understand that we have this huge trade imbalance. President Trump is trying to even the playing field when it comes to trade. But I want to move on to something that most people probably aren't talking about. And that is this this 5G battle that that China and Huey, if I'm pronouncing the name of that company, that China has been trying to advance when it comes to 5G uh, cellular technology. Tell us why the the, the 5G technology is so important when it comes to the U.S. having an advantage over China. Hey, Frank, are you there?
0: Yes, I am. Sorry. If you think about how important cell phones have become in most of our lives, uh, and then you add on top of it how much Uh, importance we attach to being able to learn and and do business and otherwise interact with people through the Internet. And then you put everything that we currently are doing in those domains on steroids, you'll have a sense of how important 5G, the fifth-generation wireless technology, is likely to be because it will make... All of those things, our our cell phone communications and our Internet usage, uh, vastly more powerful and uh, more rapid, uh, and depending on how we do it, perhaps considerably less expensive as Mm. well. Um, The company that you were working through the the name of is Huawei.
1: Huawei. It is
0: a Chinese company. It is actually really properly understood that People's Liberation Army which is to say the military of China and its intelligence services that are doing business as a private company. Um, but mm. it is really just another element of the Chinese Communist Party's uh, state security apparatus and therefore a threat mm. to those of us who might be induced through various um, subsidized hardware Sales and and the build out of 5G networks in certain parts of the world to come to rely on Huawei uh, to handle our personal information, our private communications, uh, our business dealings. uh, And then get this uh, the ability to control through the internet most aspects of our lives. I mean, everything from your toaster oven to uh, your dishwasher to your car to, you know, your uh, personal movie selections and all these things that would tell someone who may have malevolent intentions everything about how you live your life, where you live your life, what you do in your personal life as well as professionally and so on. That's the sort of amazing capacity to transform our lives for good or perhaps for ill, that 5G represents, and why it's so alarming that at the moment Huawei, this Chinese People's Liberation Army company, Mm -hmm. is poised to dominate that domain.
1: Yeah, and thankfully President Trump has stepped in here and is trying to put... Uh, provide some pushback against Huawei and their access to the U.S. market. But one more one more topic that I want to talk about is is the outer space arena. And this is the last thing that we'll talk about. President Trump announced that he he plans to add a space force under the under the guise of the U.S. military. And, you know, some people don't really understand this. They just think it sounds good. It's cool. It's kind maybe a legacy item. But in reality, Frank, tell us why this this space force that President Trump is putting together is actually strategic and important when it comes to the threat of China.
0: Well, the Chinese have understood. They've watched us closely over the years. Um, Much of it has been concealed from us how closely, and for the reason that they seek to supplant us as the world's dominant power. But they've watched us closely to see both the use that we make for commercial purposes and for military purposes through space or in space, Uh, specifically the satellite constellations that we rely upon for global positioning and telecommunications and banking and all manner of other activities. They have figured out that if they can control space, That's a huge step forward towards controlling what goes on on the Earth, Hmm. and indeed it does. And whether that's control in the sense that they will be able to deny our use of space, or whether they will simply have a dominant position in the use of it uh, that far surpasses what we can do. For example, harnessing the energy of the sun and making it available on Earth is something that the lead, nation in space will perhaps be able to deny to others. These are the sorts of things that I believe are compelling the president to pursue a space force. I'm sorry to say that the, the people who have been running the U.S. Air Force uh, until recently, actually still are until the end of this month, um specifically the Secretary of the Air Force, Heather Wilson, has been very much an obstacle to the President's vision here. But hopefully there's a new Secretary coming in. She is, uh, I'm hoping, going to be uh, much more sensible and help the President's vision be uh, fulfilled. And let me just say, there's an enormous amount of information on all of these subjects that I'd like to make sure your audience is aware of. It's uh, available for free, much of it in video form, at presentdangerchina.org.
1: All right, Frank. I appreciate you coming on. PresentDangerChina.org is the website to read more into this uh, threat of ch- of the Chinese government. Thanks, Frank, for coming on, and we'll have you again.
0: My pleasure. Thank you.
1: All right. Well, there you have it, directly from someone who I w- I would call he may not may not give himself enough credit, but I would call an expert on this matter, and that is Frank Gaffney with the Center for Security Policy. He's also a member of the Committee on the Present Present Danger of China. Well, there you have it. You know, this is this is important. And that's why I wanted to bring this to your attention as part of the exposing Washington show and there, there's story after story. And I have this story actually right now in front of me from the uh, uh, from the, the media where just about a week or two ago, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security warned U.S. consumers and United States companies that these drones these these commercial and 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 consumer drones that that use to fly and do video feed in the air that these drones that the chinese government could be using this drone data uh to spy on the u.s and i'm going to read directly from this from this news article the u.s department of homeland security is concerned that chinese-made drones and the data that they collect could get into the hands of the Chinese government according to a DHS alert obtained by CNN. So we have that, you know, the, the, the all of this stuff's made in China. And who knows what comes with it? I you know, I remember a story last year where where a major a major company in the US found on one of their servers, on one of their their circuit boards, they found a spying device. I mean, this thing was tiny a tiny spying device on one of the on one of the data servers in their server room and this little device guess what it was doing it was sending everything back to china everything that happened on that server it was sending back to china when it comes to the military threat of china i want to talk about this for a few minutes i talked about it earlier in the show about how their military has been gaining ground on the U.S. in recent decades. But think about this. The Chinese government, the Chinese military is heavily vested, heavily invested in what countries, you ask? Venezuela, Russia, Iran, and North Korea. Think about that. Some of the top foes of the united states some of the top enemies of our country the chinese government is subsidizing supporting and reading directly from this news article foreignpolicy.com and once again i'll post all of this information on our podcast page at afr.net i provide every week i provide links to these these news stories because i don't want you just to hear it from me I want you to go read for yourself, share this information with your family and friends. But once again that's afr.net to find this information on my podcast page exposing Washington. But the Venezuela, the, these all these groups are together, they're allies. The Venezuelan government has been has been propped up by China, Russia, Cuba and others. And so you have China, Russia and Venezuela and North Korea and others who are partnering together. Why? Because their common enemy is the United States. I want to play a clip two here. This is uh, President Trump talking about the huge trade imbalance. Clip two, let's listen.
0: Everybody knows that China's been ripping off the United States, along with almost every other country, in all fairness. And we're changing it pretty rapidly. You see what's happening. But the big one is China. We have a trade deficit with China of $500 billion. That's not even conceivable. And we've had it for years. And it goes up and it goes down, but it's from 200 to 500 and $600 billion a year. Not million, billion dollars a year. And somebody had to do something about it.
1: Well, there you have it. That's President Trump. And he's talking about the huge trade imbalance. And look, I brought this story on the show last week or the week before last, I get my time frame mixed up, but a story about how the media says over and over again that this trade war is going to crush the US economy, it's going to cause inflation, prices are going to go up, the companies are going to pass the devastating effect of tariffs onto the US consumers, but I saw this this survey, this research that was done recently, and I'll try to I'll try to find this, but it showed that there was no inflation. Absolutely no abnormal inflation over the past few years when it comes to these tariffs and President Trump's administration. I think the the, the, the inflation rate was status quo it was like one or one point five percent year over year, which is which is usual. That's typical without even tariffs in place. So this whole idea, this fear mongering that these tariffs that President Trump is placing on China, that it's going to crush the U.S. economy. It's going to bring us down to our knees. That's all fear mongering. It's a farce. It's a lie. It's a hoax. It's not true. It's used by the media to gen up fear and hatred for Donald Trump as president because what he's fighting back against the communist, the socialist regime in China, in China. And it really fears me to think about what it would look like to have a Democrat, or specifically the former Vice President Joe Biden, as our president in two years. When he blows off the threat of China and says, that's all just a bunch of fear mongering, nothing to see here, China's not up to anything nefarious. When Joe Biden says that, I do not want Joe Biden as president if that's how he's going to treat our enemies. And one thing that I've become convinced of is that the Democrats are more focused on, on bringing down America than they are bringing down our enemies. They're more focused on undermining the United States than they are our enemies. That should be concerning to us all. AFR.net is the website. Exposing Washington is the show. We'll be back next week. Until then, stay tuned to AFR.
0: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio. This is a best of edition of Exposing Washington.